Good morning, Elizabeth Chapel Church family. Thank you for joining Daniel and I today as we continue these morning devotions of the week of Easter. What a powerful time this is. wanted to share with you that song this morning, Sometimes It Takes a Mountain. I think that's what's going on right now in our world. It's taken a mountain to get many of our attention on the Lord, but also that really connects with what's going on in the life of Simon Peter. And he's the man that we're looking at. We're looking at Jesus through the eyes of Peter, the crucifixion through the eyes of Simon Peter. And it took this mountain of his denial of Jesus to get his life going in the direction God wanted it to go. Would you just bow with me for a word of prayer for a moment? Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. And we share with you, and we just say right now, Lord, we, you've got our attention. Uh, you have just shaken our world up. You have shaken up our nation. You've shaken up our churches, Father. And our lives, Lord, are so much more now focused upon you than, than they've been in many, many years. God, speak to us. Let your word speak to our hearts this morning that we can learn some powerful principles from this scripture. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, if you would take your Bible, turn quickly with me to the book of Luke, chapter number 22. There's so much in scripture about Simon Peter. It's really hard to zero in on exactly what we want to look at in his life. But we're sort of limited here because we're trying to see what did Simon Peter see? What did he see with his own eyes as he approached the crucifixion of Jesus Christ? It's incredible what he saw. He didn't really see what he should have been seeing. He gets it at the end of his life, but, but not here at the first. In Luke chapter 22, I want to begin in verse 31. Jesus is actually giving Simon Peter a warning. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he might sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. Now isn't that a powerful word? Jesus knew what Peter was about to face. He knew Peter was going to deny him three times. But Jesus said, Simon Peter, I prayed for you. And I know that your faith might waver, but I'm praying that it won't fail. Well, Peter's faith never did fail. Uh, he wavered a whole lot as we see in these denials. But just wait till the, we get to the end in a moment and you'll see something very powerful, very powerful that happens. In fact, in verse 32, Jesus says to Simon Peter, I pray that your faith will not fail. But listen to these words. When you return to me, strengthen your brethren. Now hang on to that little statement right there because that's the bow that's just going to tie all of this together in just a moment. When Simon Peter, after his wavering faith, he gets back online with what Jesus wants him to be doing, and then he does indeed begin to strengthen the brethren. 
Well, Peter was a guy that almost seemed like he had two different personalities, didn't it? There were the times when he was so bold and he was walking on the water going to Jesus. There were, was that time when he announced that Jesus was the Christ and Jesus said, you're, you're so bold, Simon Peter. We see that in this scripture. Uh, look at verse 33 for a moment. Jesus says to Peter, or, or Peter rather says to Jesus, here's his boldness again, this split personality. He said to Jesus, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Now, now think about that for a moment. Oh, how bold Peter was. No matter what happens, Jesus, I know all these things you're saying, but I'm just telling you. All of these other guys, they may, they may turn and run and hide, but not, never me. I will go with you to death, even to prison and to death, if that's what's required. That's verse 30, 33. Verse 34, Jesus looks at him and says, Peter, I could just see Jesus doing this. Peter, I want to tell you something, old boy. Before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. Oh no, oh no, Jesus, I never will. The boldness of Peter. Look there at verse 50 for a moment in this same chapter. When they came and arrest Jesus, here's how bold Peter was. He took out his sword and he cut off the ear of old Malchus. And Jesus healed that ear. Peter was ready. He was going to die. He, he really meant it. But notice how quickly things change. When Jesus is arrested... They take him into the room there to examine him and to uh, process him and everything like that. Peter tries to slip in with John. John's already gone in the room. He came back out and, and he gets Peter and brings him in. But notice verse 56. And a certain servant girl, seeing Peter as he sat by the fire, looked intently at him and said, This man was also with him. Weren't you with him also, Peter? But Peter denied Jesus, saying, Woman, I do not know him. This bold man called Peter, who was ready to die with Jesus, now withers as a little slave girl, says, I know you. I've seen you. You're one of his disciples. You're a Galilean. And he melts and he says, no, I don't know him. That happens three times. No, I don't know him. Now Luke is very careful how he presents it here. You read the other Gospels. They have Peter cursing a blue streak. That's how agitated Peter was. He is vehemently cursing and denying that he ever knew Jesus. One of my favorite parts of this story comes down to verse number 61. And it says, after the rooster crows three times, the Lord turned and he looked at Peter. And then Peter remembered the word of the Lord that he had spoken. Can you imagine that? The Lord Jesus Christ in this hour when he needed Peter. Peter had fallen asleep in the garden when he was supposed to be praying for Jesus. 
And now when he needed to stand up with great boldness, he denies Jesus just like Jesus said. And Jesus turned and looked at Simon Peter and that's all that was needed, just a, a look. And he, he knew and was convicted in his heart. The Bible says that he went out and he began to weep and he began to cry. Right here is the difference in Judas Iscariot and Simon Peter. When Judas Iscariot betrayed Christ, he went out and hanged himself. When Simon Peter denies Christ, he goes out and repents of his sin. And he begins to ask God for forgiveness. And he wants to be restored. Remember what Jesus said earlier to Simon Peter? I've prayed for you, and when you return to me, strengthen your brethren. Well, that story picks up in John chapter 21. Peter goes fishing in John 21. He reverts back to that old time where he used to be fishing. You remember in Luke 5, Simon Peter went fishing, and Jesus said, Throw your net over on the other side of the boat. You fished all night and caught nothing. Jesus said, well, I'm not, or, or Peter said to Jesus, I know I won't catch anything, but I'm going to do it because your word, you told me to. And he, and he threw the net over and he caught a multitude of fish. And he bowed before Jesus in that boat and he said, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said, from now on, you're going to be a fisher of men. Well, this story that happened in Luke 5 becomes energized in Peter's life again in John 21. Because now Jesus has already been resurrected. And Simon Peter's out fishing in a boat again. And they say, look, there is Jesus on the bank. And Peter jumped out of the boat, ran to the bank, was restored in his relationship with Jesus Christ. And Jesus says, Peter... I want you to know something. Here's the moment we've been waiting for. This mountain of you denying me, we're going to get rid of it right now. It took a mountain, Peter, to get you focused. But now you're focused. Here's what I want you to do. But first of all, I want to ask you something. Do you love me more than these fish? Do you love me more than these other disciples you said you did? Peter said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And three times Jesus says, do you love me? Do you know what's going on in Peter's mind? He remembers that look that Jesus gave him when the cock crowed, the rooster crowed, those three denials. And three times he said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, okay, here, here it is. Now, strengthen the brethren. I'm going to make you a preacher. I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to use you to shake the world. As we close this morning, friend, I want to ask you a question. What mountain is it that God wants to use in your life to change you forever? Is it a problem? Is it a situation? Is it something you just can't seem to climb and get over and get rid of it? Why don't you bow before Jesus right now, right today, and say, Lord Jesus, here I am again. I remember you've brought this mountain into my life, and now 
I'm going to ask you to love me, to strengthen me, to help me, that I might be the Christian, the soldier of Christ, the believer that you want me to be. I want you to know throughout the day, I'm going to be praying for you this, this day. And I'm praying that God will just use this time of devotion in your life that you can do some real soul searching and remember the past, how you used to be close to Jesus and get there again. Well, thank you for joining us today and we'll be back again tomorrow. And we're going to look at that angry mob that crucified Jesus. We're going to see something very interesting maybe that we haven't noticed before about how and who actually is responsible for the crucifixion of Christ. Have a blessed day. See you tomorrow.